We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Blue Wire. First thing is, I am not cutting my hair. I'm not changing the way I dress. I refuse to wear a suit. I am gay. I've had two boyfriends most of my life. I currently got legally married, thank God. It's finally legal in America. I've had some kinky sex. I have tried drugs through the younger years of my life. I am broke as shit. I have a judgment against me from some bitch down there in Florida. I'm Joe Exotic, and don't forget, I am now stepping my foot in the ring to run for president. All right, welcome back to a very special episode of Big Screen Sports brought to you by Blue Wire, presented by BetOnline.ag. I am your host, Kyle Banduho. Uh, today, we're not talking about sports movies. We're not even talking about sports. I think we it'd be remiss not to comment on the, the, most, the biggest thing in pop culture right now. We're going to talk about Tiger King, which is just the most insane show I've ever seen. And joining me, uh, normally I have a host plug their social media or plug their upcoming work. But that's not going to happen today. Joining me is my buddy Bird, who is pretty much a ghost online. Bird, how are you doing today? Kyle, it's it's truly an honor to be chosen as the guest for such a spectacular watch. I mean, this is, you know, normally people will send me things on what to watch on Netflix, and I just, I don't pay attention really at all anymore. As you said, I'm a ghost, but the amount of people that told me to watch this within, I don't know, a 48-hour span, I was like, all right. I'll, I'll give in and I'll watch this. And I'm I'm glad I did. I am a fundamentally different person since watching Tiger King. Well, I texted you about it. And I, I, I honestly them, yes. couldn't believe that you hadn't yet. I, I had, felt like I, it was right up your alley. Right. And I, I just, I don't jump onto those things. I really don't watch that much TV either. Um, but people were sending me video clips. And I just, I was like, all right, I'll, I'll watch the first episode. We'll see how this goes. I watched the first one, and um, my initial takeaway was this is the greatest uh, white people documentary ever. Um, and then I think I maybe I did the dishes or I stepped away for a while, thought I was going to throw just the second one on, and I finished them all Saturday night. Yeah, you texted me that next morning about the entire series. Like, you had lapped me. I, I hadn't finished the series. Right, I, I was I, like three episodes in when you started. And, and, and I watched this the night after me. watching the Chris Benoit uh, documentary that Vice put out. 
so I had a, a wild weekend. Clearly, clearly. What? So what is your your initial your summary of Tiger King? What What was the impact it made on you? Well, the first episode is kind of it felt like Spinal Tap or Fubar. I don't know if you've seen Fubar. Not a lot of people have. It's it's fictional, but it kind of it felt like this. It's it's over the top. It, it starts off, you know, showing the showing the kittens and and the tiger cubs and the kids, and you're like, okay, this is about private zoos and some of the wackiness that goes on there. And so the first episode, I was like, okay, I'm I'm intrigued. I'm I'm laughing at some of this. These people are weird, and then it just goes very dark, very quickly. I mean, it is absolutely bonkers. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I, I don't think I've ever texted this many people about something I've watched. Um, I, I, it's bonkers. It's I, I've kept I, I keep referring to it as like visual cocaine. Like you just can't stop and you you keep needing more and more faster and faster. It's very unfortunate that it was only seven episodes. Well, I, I thought I had seen it all living in Reno for 25 years. And, and then I watched this and now I have seen it all. You, you really have. You really have. Um, today, you and I, we're just going to talk about pretty much the greatest collection of bad people ever put on screen. Uh, we're, we're just going to break down the nominees for the worst person in Tiger King. I made a top five list um, of who, the, who I, I, I think the five well. worst people are. Perfect. We're, so the, these, are the, these are who I've got as nominees for, for worst person. I'm going to read off who I've got, and then we'll kind of break them down individually. Um, obviously, Joe Exotic started the show. Uh, Doc Antle, Carol and Howard Baskin, Jeff Lowe, Don Lewis, who is, as everyone remembers, is Carol's husband, who is presumably eaten by tigers, uh, James Garretson, noted snitch, Travis Maldonado's mom, Tim Stark and Alan Glover. Can you think of anyone I missed? <sighs> I mean, it's been so long since I watched this. I, I think that's everyone. I mean, Shaq's in this, but I, don't, I wouldn't consider him as among the top 10 worst people in this documentary. Who? Which one? Shaquille O'Neal. Oh, yeah. I mean, shout out Shaq. Yeah, that's he's got that weird, like, FaceTiming Jeff Lowe, apparently, which is just a weird, <laughs> weird thing. <laughs> I did see he had to put out a statement uh, saying that he was not friends with Joe Exotic. It's like the fir- it's the first time that Shaq hasn't endorsed something, <laughs> which is wild. Let's start off the bat with the only person who is currently incarcerated somehow in this in this whole thing. Let's what's the what's the case for Joe Exotic being being the worst person in Tiger King? Okay, so on my list, I actually do have Joe as my worst person. A bit okay, controversial so because one. I know people like Joe and they want to free Joe, but. Um, I, wow, I don't, I don't even know where, where to begin. He, he convinces at least two, possibly three straight men to marry him uh, because he is feeding them with meth and cocaine. And in trade, I guess they live in a cockroach-filled trailer. I, like, that Everybody is human wins. trafficking to a T. <laughs> that is... That's unbelievable. Not to mention, uh, one of his husbands took his own life. Uh, maybe accidentally. It's it's hard to tell. Uh, they they found tigers buried on at the zoo property. I I mean I I I know it's it's funny because he's such a ridiculous person, but he he really is a full blown criminal. He could he could be in longer than twenty two years. Yeah, I mean he's in he's in prison for life. I think. 
I don't, I don't think Joe's getting out. Um, I, I, you're not on social media. I can't, did I send you the videos of apparently, uh, very upset that you can't say the N word anymore? I, you sent me that one. Yes. I saw that one. And that, that, that lines up with his character exactly how I, uh, portrayed him. Yeah. That's an, that's another strike. Um, it's, he got duped in a, into a murder for hire. Like he, he definitely got set up in a ways, but you can only get duped in a murder for hire if you're originally willing to hire someone for murder, which Correct. is which is a and, tough and this was also unless I wasn't understanding this correctly, this was like a charity food bank where they raised that three grand that then went to the person who was uh, hired for the murder. Did I misinterpret that? I think I think that's where they got the where he came up with the money because he Joe Exotic didn't seem very liquid. Honestly, so no. I, I think that's where the money came from. He's just uh he's completely unhinged. Um I I can get that he is uh like the novelty of Joe Exotic. Like there's like Cardi B wanted to set up a Joe Exotic GoFundMe to get to get I him mean, out of he, the slammer. He's so ridiculous. he is so unapologetically himself, which I think people admire that. Um but he's a terrible human being. Yeah, himself isn't a good person. He was my number three, the third worst person in this series. Okay. Um let's move to this is who I've got as number one, which is which is Doc Antle. This is a sneaky number one because well, this is I, I told you yes, this. this. He's is basically okay. he's big cat R. Kelly. Yes. Uh which is a great call. I I I agree. Um I think if I had to guess, I think he probably is a worse person than Joe. However, for because this is a documentary, I don't think there's as much uh, dirt on him. Um, though they did hint that there like would be more coming in the future, as in they m- may possibly do a season two. I don't know. Um, but he's also a terrible human being. He has more common sense than Joe to like keep his affairs somewhat private. Correct. But that's Which the makes only him thing. possibly a better criminal. Yeah. Oh, he's a more oh, professional he's, criminal. He's definitely a better criminal than Joe Exotic. I think Joe Exotic is probably the worst criminal on this list. In a in a list full of multiple. He's so criminals. bad at being a criminal. Yes. Awful. Awful at being a criminal. Correct. Let's move on to the Baskins. Surprisingly, I don't have either Baskin in my five worst people, although I wow. detest them. Howard Baskin is a fucking cheese dick. Married so, to a miserable, miserable bitch. On my list, I actually had Howard. I put Harold. I forgot his name. Uh, Is he it does Harold? Look, it might be Harold. I, it might be Howard. It might be Harold. He does look similar to Uncle Brent Musburger, which was a little disalarming. Um, I actually had him ahead of Carol on my list because, you know, circumstantial evidence. Is it possible that Carol didn't uh, murder her former husband, Don Lewis? It's possible. It's possible. Is it weird that she knew that like just putting sardine oil on your boots would get a tiger to maul you? It's, it's a little odd. It's a, oddly specific. Um, however, Howard, Harold, whatever his name is, he's an enabler. And we don't like enablers. We don't. He, 100% enabler. That wedding photo of him in the leotard with the leash told me everything I needed to know about Howard, Harold. He is an enabler and he enables everything that Carol does wrong. He he's awful, but Carol also. I I would point to Carol as the worst. We don't like enablers, but even if Carol did not, it is Howard. By the way, I, I just googled, but he doesn't. Okay. De- he doesn't. So he doesn't correct. really deserve. We might as well just call him Hank. He doesn't deserve sure. a, a proper name. 
But even if she didn't kill Don, there's still the the thing about putting disappearance in the power of attorney and that the signature of a power of attorney not matching up with with Don's like real signature or signature on some <laughs> other documents. Just a lot of I fully believe that Carol knew that Don was going missing. Maybe she didn't yes. feed him to the tigers, but Carol I don't think it was just a, like a sixth sense thing of of Don going missing. So uh I have I mean this is like a real hot take, like scorching hot, but is it possible they, they sort of hint at this, but is Don Lewis alive in Costa Rica? And was he secretly an executive producer on this documentary series? That would be sick. That would be incredible. That would be the best I mean, content thing ever. That would make, like, He, pro- he probably was eaten by tigers. 100%. But it just, he's got a lot of money, a little sketchy past. He just kind of disappeared. I I'm just saying it's possible. Well, let's go into that for Don. I don't have Don Lewis in my top five, but I just felt it. I don't either. I I felt that it was needed to list him because he did leave his family for 20 year old Carol Baskin. Oh, oh, yeah. That's he's probably number six on my list because, again, he would be number one on any other show, but um, not this show. No, not even close. Not even close. Big Screen Sports is presented by betonline.ag. With currently no NBA, NHL, or MLB, you might think there's nothing to bet on. Well, you'd be wrong. Our exclusive partner, BetOnline.ag, sells hundreds of sports events and games to wager on. Or let them bring Vegas to you with their online casino and blackjack. Turn your quarantine place into your own casino. That sounds like a win to me. Uh, It's all open 24 hours a day and all online, including their $750,000 poker series. If you're into props and entertainment betting, you can still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stocks, even the weather. Visit their website and join today to receive a 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. That's 100%. That is all your money plus your money. With your first deposit, be sure to use promo code BLUEWIRE. That's all one word, BLUEWIRE. Bet online, your online wagering experts. Uh, My number two is Jeff Lowe. Wow, number two. Uh, I had him at number five. He um, is a grade A con man scumbag. I there is a hundred percent chance that he does solid jail time at some point, like two plus years. I I that's yes. He doesn't seem like he actually has the funds to have a power attorney to keep him out of prison. He just kind of gives off the impression that he is rich. Um, which is so he's weird. Much better being he's a like, criminal than Joe, though. Yeah, the bandana Oakley combo is like. Oh, that was t- that's that was tough. That's that all. Was, it's one of the worst not things about look. him. Honestly, it's pretty bad. And I couldn't tell if he was bald or it looked like he had curls coming out of the back, but I we we couldn't tell because he was always wearing a bandana with an Oakley hat over it. I think up top is going thin. Yeah, it's probably right. But he, I mean, just grade A con man, just complete shitbag. Like, I, I think he's probably the biggest shitbag. That's fair. I, I was a little confused. It was, I don't know if it was the last or the second to last episode. They always showed him, like, trying to rebuild the zoo. But it was just him kind of walking through a dirt field with nothing set up. And I couldn't tell if that was just, they got one, they were there one day and got one shot of him walking through. Or he really has been going back trying to make this thing work. Um, well, he had that guy, know. Tim Stark, who is, who is another nominee. I don't have him in my top five. I just feel like if you go into business with Jeff Lowe, you're a bad person. 
I think so I had a question. So, so Tim Stark is the guy who was supposed to help uh, Jeff rebuild the zoo. Is that who Tim Stark is? Yeah, he was the guy they were going 50-50 on it. But then Tim Stark realized that Jeff Lowe had both no money and no desire to do any work on the new zoo. Was Tim Stark also the guy from Indiana? It was like Indiana or Michigan or something. Okay, so I okay, so it's the same guy who said he wanted to learn Doc Antle's ways of how to lure women. Yes, that's the one. Oh okay. yeah, I forgot about same that. Guy. That's a that's a good point for for him being a scumbag. Okay, wow, same guy. I just wow, that guy like he is a complete afterthought in this series, and he would be the star. Like, he could probably have his own like three episode Netflix documentary of him just doing dubiously awful shit. Well, I mean, careful what you wish for with the rate of this show. I mean, we're getting a second season. We're going to see more we're gonna of these We're going to get spinoffs people. on almost all these people. We're going to see more of these people. We're going to see Joe Exotic teamed up with PETA. Um, who, who do we have left? Okay, we have, we have potentially my favorite bad person of the show, and that's James Gerritsen. Not a known keeper of secrets. <laughs> he, so... Does he run a thrift store? Is that what the, there was like the hidden camera um, from with the I think it was the director uh, who like went in with the hidden camera. But then they also like went in and had some actual shots of him. And I, I want to say it was like a like a Goodwill or something. But he's also a, a millionaire. I really want to see his bank statements like I, I need I need those assets listed out. I'm very curious. Probably not much. Um, I, a lot of leases. Oh yeah. Oh, hundred percent. The um, I will say the eye of the tiger. Uh, eye of the tiger jet ski scene. It was probably the best moment of the show. I, I popped. That was that was an actual laugh out loud moment for me. It's incredible. I mean, and again, you're not on social media, but that is like the premier gift from the show now. It's like that and anything having to do with Carol fucking Baskin. I don't remember if it was you that uh, told me that they think he might be a bag man for OU. That was me. Uh, that was me. He's a Big okay. 12 bag man. I feel like he's definitely a Big 12 bag man. So he's probably been seen at a barbecue in Barry Switzer's backyard. See... I was going to ask you, what is it OU? Like, is OU the Big 12 school that you think he's the, he'd be the bag man for? What, what Big 12 school do you think is, is taking that down? Oh, I, I think it has to be because, well, one, Barry Switzer has been very open about how they've gotten people to go there in the past. And it's, I mean, it is kind of, Norman's in the middle of nowhere. So they definitely have the best bag man. However, best bag man is it James Garrettson? I don't know. It's probably not James. It, man, if James Garrettson had been the bagman at SMU, they would have been hit with the death penalty like same year. <laughs> <laughs> so, like the second Eric Dickerson signed his letter of intent, James Garrettson would have just ran over to the NCAA and said, "I, you know, hook me up with a wire." James Garrettson convinced Eric Dickerson to go to SMU. Wow, amazing! There we go. We did it. Amazing stuff. He's my number five. Uh, as far as as far as worst people, I have him number. I mean, he's just not a known keeper of secrets. I, I'm I'm okay with that. He did not make my top five. Um, but wow, I mean, he, what a work of art. 
I have two more in the the nominees. Um, one is Travis Maldonado's mom. Like I get, she is in a very tough position with whatever was going on with her son, but she also seemed very complacent in it. And like, I I don't know. I I, I feel for her, but at the same time, lady, what the hell are you doing? I mean, she did full sit down interview with production crew. Um, you know, if if your son just leaves and he's straight, but he goes and marries a man because he's feeding him with meth and lives on a zoo and then blows his own head off at said zoo. I probably wouldn't do an interview about that. I think I would just pretend it never happened with the media. I probably wouldn't attend that guy's next wedding, which was two months later. I don't think I would do that either. That was very odd. I mean, her excuse kind of seemed like she was duped into it, but she could have just said no. Yeah, like you almost feel bad for her, but then at the same time, it's like, lady, you're just making bad decision after bad decision after misguided decision. There's no redemption in there. Though, I mean, not to harp back on our hero Joe here, but he's very good at this whole human trafficking thing. How did he convince Travis's mom to go to the next wedding? I mean, that that could be on Joe. It might be. It might. I mean, again... Somehow pro-human trafficker, Joe Exotic. Um, My last nominee for worst person, I think he is my number four, is Alan Glover, who at the very least considered killing someone for money. Very much so. He was interesting, and I think I would be okay with a spinoff on this guy because they don't really delve into his past at all other than, oh, I know, was it Jeff that he knew? It was Jeff. Yeah, he was Jeff's guy. Jeff brought him on to be the handyman, and apparently all he did at the zoo was do a lot of cocaine and then allegedly take three grand to go kill Carol Baskin. Correct. Like, how did did they ever say, like, how long this documentary, the time period that this documentary takes place over? Did it start in, like, because they have a lot of footage. I don't know when it starts. That's the wildest um, part about this whole thing is how much footage there is. They have footage for everything. Which, that was one of the things that confused me was, Joe may or may not have burned down the studio for the other reality TV producer, yet they had all this footage. I was a little confused by that. I mean, I I think it's just the fact that he keeps everything, like, cameras running constantly. Oh my god, we haven't even talked about, like, the concept of Joe Exotic TV. I want I would love to go back and like find anyone from 2015 like so you were regularly watching Joe Exotic TV walk me through that I which is weird cuz I between people that we know we have pretty much every part of the internet covered um though I am happily retired but I don't know anyone that can recall hearing about this or watching this or the only because I was thinking about this while watching. I was like, how did no one remember this? And then there's the John Oliver clip where he discussed Joe running for president. And then that rem- I was like, oh, I do remember watching this episode and seeing this person before. But up until that point, I had no recollection of any of this. And I don't know anyone who's actually seen Joe Exotic TV. I feel like summer of 2012 in Reno, we would have fucking loved Joe Exotic TV. Like if we would have found that, we'd be we'd probably watch it every day. Right, right. Well, like to back to Alan quickly. Like I, 
they kind of just bring him into this story and say, oh yeah, he's a handyman. And then they kind of explain this murder for hire thing. What I'm saying is that he definitely has a lot more going on that probably is worth its own documentary series. Oh yeah. I mean, he is probably number two in the power rankings behind Jeff Lowe of absolutely going to prison soon. Probably for something else not related to this show. Oh yeah, completely without a doubt. So with that being said, what was your what was your top five? What was your list? So uh, number five, I had Jeff. Um, he's just such an incredible criminal that he I, leaving him out would just be wrong. Uh, number four, I had Carol uh, again. Probably fed her husband to tigers, which is absolute insane. But you know we can't prove it. It's it is circumstantial evidence. Uh, number three, I had Howard. Uh, only because he's an enabler. Uh, that leotard photo, which they just casually threw in there to kind of portray the photo of she wears the leash. Uh, I thought that was just great filmmaking. Will probably uh, be so the I, top, I put him up there. The top couple's costume of Halloween if there is a Halloween this year. Oh, yeah. I, I remember, I think I told you this, but the uh, Halloween 2010, after the San Francisco Giants had won the World Series, everyone dressed as Brian Wilson for Halloween in Reno. Um. I think, well, we don't know if people are ever going to go out for Halloween again. However, if this did come out near closer to a Halloween, you would be seeing these people as costumes everywhere in every town across America. I mean, you're already getting people like the doing the, the cosplay. Uh, Sly Stallone's family did a Tiger King cosplay earlier. Right. Just perfect. Jared Leto already dresses as Tiger King and did his own watch party. <laughs> Cult leader Jared Leto. Incredible stuff. <laughs> so what's the rest of your list? Number two, I had Doc. And number one, I had Joe, which again, I know it's a little controversial, but <laughs> Joe is not a great person. Joe is not good. I had... Uh... Now, I do think Doc is probably the worst person, but we did not get to see... We didn't get the full Doc experience. They, they really... It was it episode two with the, the woman in Ames who was kind of... <laughs> Telling her story about being... Yeah, that was the most we got on Doc. I don't know if abducted is the correct word, but it was kind of implied like, yeah, this is a human trafficking. This is how it works with Doc. And then that was kind of about it other than... Well, they had that weird shot of them walking into his house the first time, which I thought was well done because it kind of was like, oh yeah, this person's a psychopath and we're not going to make this professional at all. We're just going to let this roll. And I feel like that's the most he's going to give like camera crews what he gave right. th this show i don't think i think he's smart enough to be like i don't these people don't need joe exotic style access to my place because if that happens i'm going to be arrested and incarcerated for a very long time correct he's he's a much better criminal absolutely um, looking at this list there actually is one person that we did forget and that is the guy that scarface was allegedly created oh the drug um, dealer in miami like this guy played such a minor part in this, I mean, masterpiece of crazy people. And he didn't even make our list of worst person. And they made Scarface about this guy. I think that says all you need to know about. If you haven't seen Tiger King, it's like, I think the pitch is, yeah, there's a, there's a, the real life Scarface is featured in the documentary series. And he's not even in like the top 10 of worst or craziest people. I think that's the elevator pitch. It's 
it worked for me. And, you know, he seemed fairly normal. And then they finally got axed because they originally try going to get an interview done. And he's got like a security guard out there like, nope, sorry, no visitors. And then somehow, was it Doc, I think? Doc put in the call and then, then they got access. And then this guy like breaks down animal trafficking and all this stuff like just perfectly. You know, ultimate criminal. He knew exactly what was going on. He was kind of like Tony Montana on Zoloft. He, right. he, was, he was definitely chilled out. Uh, my list was five James Garretson, the snitch, four Alan Glover, three Joe Exotic, two Jeff Lowe, one Doc Antle, but I do reserve the right to change that list upon season two or, you know, upon any further crimes coming out, which I'm, can't be the last of the crimes. I want to end with the bonus trying to pick the most likable person from the show. I have four nominees. I have Saf. The uh, he was the tr- he's the uh, the person who gets her arm ripped off. He was the uh, he's the the trans uh, I guess worker at the zoo got the arm ripped off and then got back just complete football player got right back in there. Uh, John Finley, Joe's first husband with the bad teeth, who seems like a nice guy, as nice as you can get in this whole thing. Uh, John Rinky, the double amputee zookeeper, head of the zoo, who. Seem like a nice guy, although like his whole summation of this thing was like, yeah, this, you know, I realized basically his whole epiphany of this incident with Joe or this this turmoil with Joe was I should leave my wife. So that that's kind of a strike. And then uh, campaign manager Joshua Dial gave us the uh, I'm a libertarian, so technically fuck the feds quote. Which is the ultimate like mid twenties libertarian quote. He's probably my favorite person, him or Saf. Um, the thing of, with Joshua Dial, that was his name. Um, I maybe I stepped out briefly, but so did Joe meet his campaign manager for president uh, at Walmart in the ammunition section? Is that where these two met? That is where those two met. Yes. Incredible. And not only that, but he got, I think, was it, I don't know if it was for the governor or uh, president, but he did get 19% of the vote. Did I did I see that correctly? Which is Oklahoma as shit. In Oklahoma, yes, but like, that's pretty impressive. Joshua Dial might have a future in politics, campaigning for someone for who's sure. not Joe Exotic. For sure. Um, my, my favorite, uh, by far, though, was John Ranke. Um, he's introduced, uh, with being a double amputee with his legs just above the knee. And he has to clarify, no, he did not lose his legs to tigers. He lost them hang gliding. And that to me just, that was, that was fantastic. You get the dirt track montage towards the end. Um, though he did realize that he needed to leave his wife, but I don't know, maybe they're both happier. I, I, I was a big fan of him. Um, to do a sit-down interview with them, I think that'd be good for you. I would. I'll. I'll reach out to his people. I'm sure, right. which I'm sure he has now. Bird, this was great. Um, I, I think we're gonna have to reconvene for Tiger King season two. Make this happen again. Um, I normally ask the people, you know, my guests, where they can follow you on, you know, social media. But you, you are a ghost. Um, I'm just gonna ask you. Give me a. Uh, give me a, a Netflix recommendation now that I'm done with Tiger King. Ooh, um, off the top of my head, um, I mean, I've been trying to get you to watch Drive to Survive. It's, it's pretty solid. Um, 
the the I did the same weekend watch the Chris Benoit documentary um, on YouTube that Vice published. And if you don't know, Chris Benoit was a fantastic wrestler in the 2000s. Um, and uh, kind of like what we think happened with uh, Carol, he uh, ended up uh, murdering his young son and wife and took his own life and was kind of blacklisted from everywhere for about 10 years. And they have finally revisited it um, Chris Jericho produced a documentary on it, and it's it's pretty good. Um, but it's a little intense, but um, similar to this, uh, it, I, I think it's a good watch. Well, I'll have to check that out this weekend. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode of Big Screen Sports, please remember to subscribe on Monday. We'll be back talking sports movies. We'll be talking the the baseball films of Kevin Costner with Jessica Kleinschmidt, which is about the exact opposite topic as Tiger King. But we will catch you then. Thanks. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.